I have a pickle. <laughs> so the other day, I found myself face to face with a vampire. <gasps> Gasp. Blood running down his face. Ooh. Fangs sticking out. Super aggressive. Right away attacked me. Didn't even have time to think. And I tried my best. I fought him off. I hit him with everything I had. But I was vanquished. Ooh. And I fell. Ooh. Defeated. Beneath the feet of the vampire. Wow. And I gotta ask you guys. What's that? Is this real life? Where's the Skyrim, dude? Ooh, the age-old question. Lee, you wanna go first? I think it sounds like another video game. <laughs> Playing Blood the Masquerade uh, man. or something. You know, I'm gonna hedge my bets. I'm gonna say both. Both real life and Skyrim. Well, I'll say Skyrim alone. Wrong, it's neither. It's professional wrestling. <laughs> How would you know what professional wrestling is? I lost a match to a vampire oh, that's not a... that long ago. Ooh, Kindred, man. the demon vampire. That's a name for you. Yeah. I would never lose to a vampire in Skyrim. They're You're losing me, though. Okay, all right. Yeah, and anybody who's a vampire is a, awesome. an awful person. Really awesome guy. And scumbag. Okay. And probably needs it to fight. So it's real life, really? Eh. Pseudo real life. Okay. <laughs> real life-esque. Welcome, everybody. To episode seven? It is seven episodes. Seven? Yeah, man. Of Arrows to the Knee. The one, the only, hashtag Dovacast. A spoken collection of Skyrim stories. See, I remembered that part. That very good. I am joined. As always. Hey. Every time. Each and every time. By my glorious, my wonderful, my esteemed co-hosts, Dorian, Fetch the Mead Mitchell. Watch the skies, Traveler. Lee, Grilled League Stetson. Honest wages for honest work. And I, as always, am Killian Giants Toe McMurphy. We'll start with you, Dorian. We'll what's start up? with you. We'll see what's going on with your character, my man. Well, he thankfully got over his uh, hangover from the live episode we did back in uh, October. So that's good news. I'm doing a Is that you or your character? It was both. It was yeah. both. It, the live episode was so intense that my character had a blast as well. Something, so, something about mead? Something, something about mead. It's a lot of shouting, a lot of screaming. I don't know. I've never touched the stuff. But wouldn't know it. Uh, I took a little break from playing, actually. took a little, little reprieve. What? I know. Blasphemy, I know. I, that, uh, that spit take got all over me. <laughs> Literally, he is drenched now. It is not pretty. But I came, all right, you're clean now. I came back to it uh, a couple of days ago. Our sound effects budget is huge. Non-existent. It's huge. But yeah, I came back to it a couple of days ago. Um, I've been grinding, working on my smithing. I want to get a suit of dragon bone Your armor. Todd smithing? My Todd smithing, of all things. <laughs> um, just grinding on my smithing, and I'm uh, trained to beat Karstag. My next t-shirt. Trained to beat Karstag. And that's you got, it. Do you got a music montage of yeah. the training? Yeah. Falling logs in the snow. <laughs> Stop, we're going to have to pay for that. Okay. What are you doing to train to beat Karstag? So I, uh, I think a couple of episodes ago, I had leveled up my... Uh, Legendary, my one-handing, my destructionary thing. So I've been working on my two-handing a lot and my alteration way more, which is almost 100. And basically just getting all my skills up, archery, getting archery way up there because I'm going to snipe that bad boy. 
Is that your plan? Yeah, because I've tried going ahead first. I've tried summoning a bunch of stuff. I've tried ruins. I've tried a lot of things, and they're all not working out. Huh. So sneaky archer is the way to go. Have you tried just lowering the difficulty level? I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyways, how about you, Stetson? You training to beat Karstag? I am not training to beat Karstag. Uh-huh. It's not worth my time. I can beat Karstag anytime I want. That's right, Pro- Prove brother. it, bro. Prove it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Uh-oh. Things have taken a turn. Oh, God. My... Good traveling partner, Lydia. I know her. She's back at home for the first time in my adventures because I've reached a limit to her ability to level up. And I've gained a new partner through a series of events that I could not have foreseen in advance. Well, I have been uh, continuing down my typical quest line, Mm -hmm. uh, uniting the bandit clans of Skyrim. But... In doing so, I've found an intrepid group of adventurers who are willing to stamp out the existence of the vampires. Oh, I know this. And by joining them, I have embarked upon my own little quest to blast through the various bugs and glitches of Skyrim. There's only four or five, so it shouldn't take you that long. See, anyone who's done the Dongard series mm-hmm. knows that at some point you go to castle volokar or whatever it's called that's a badass and if what you may not know is if you've gone there before and i am an adventurer so i've traveled the globe and if you go there before starting this quest line the game bugs out and you do not actually gain access to the castle so i had to get my trusty wooden plate hold it up in front of me and do the wall trick to move through the gates and go into castle volokar what Yes. That's a thing? Yes, it bugs out. The the old man vampire, I suppose, oh, the, standing in the yeah, yeah. in the room there, does not activate. Oh. So I had to do a trick to get through the wall. It's the plate glitch. Oh, wow. Uh, once I got in there and I talked to Mr. Vampire Lord. His official title. Harkin. Harkon. Harkin. 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 I told him, no, sir, I do not want to drink your blood. I'm fine being a werewolf. Was that the exact phrase that you used? It was a speech option. Oh, but you told him personally. It's a mod. He said, okay, goodbye. Now, what had happened was I parked Lydia outside the gates prior to this encounter. <laughs> and I said, wait for me. I don't have a plate for you to jump through the wall. And Serana and myself went in and talked to her daddy. Daddy vampire. Once I said no, he teleported me outside, and Lydia was not there. So I had to find Lydia. Where's Lydia? Well, when I teleported, I saw a brief flash of Lydia next to me inside the castle. So I had to grab my plate, which thankfully was waiting right there where I warped through the wall. Warp through the wall again. Go back into the castle, find Lydia standing next to Harkon. Harkon? Harkon. 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 Whatever you want to say. Depends on your accent. Where are you from? And she's standing there, so I'm like, come on. I'm like, wait, why is this vampire lord standing here so awkwardly in his vampire lord form? Try to talk to him? Nothing. He's basically, basically his role in that scene was to transform, try to tempt me to become a vampire, and that's it until the next time you enter the castle. But because my game's so bugged out, he never moved past that. So I'm like, I wonder if I can kill him. Start a fight with him. Knock his hit points down to zero. What? He freezes. Well, he's, he's attacking me. But his hit points won't go below, below zero. So I'm left with no option except to stand there until everybody else in the castle finally breaks through and, and defeats me. What? This is, this is insane. And then I'm wondering, well, okay, have I lost my chances with Serana? Ooh. <laughs> Why? 
<laughs> the short answer is tune in next time. Oh, I'm Man. glad you brought up Serana because I love um, Serana. You're you're creepy. She is my companion. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Anyways, uh, Brittany, last episode, I don't know if you guys remember, I know that we personally don't remember, uh, Brittany Nernals Ah, brought up the point that Serana likes to interact with things. Very sassy. In her her environment. And I have a funny story about that. So when the initial game first came out before the DLCs, the one of the main complaints that players had was that your followers weren't interacting Mm -hmm. with the environment around you. And so they actually, when they made Serana, they made her, I don't know if it's two or three times more likely to interact with her environment. So that's why you see Serana constantly pulling on stuff or making food or sitting down or doing all kinds of stuff. Like, she, like yeah, she was like making a potion one time, the mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. But she like plays like piano or whatever, or like an instrument. Piano. Piano. Are there pianos piano. in Skyrim? <laughs> there, are there pianos in Skyrim? Yeah. There's da, lutes da, 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 da. and flutes. <laughs> <laughs> lutes, flutes, and glutes. <laughs> uh, so just a fun fact about How's that. your uh, character doing, Killian? Well, as you know, I've defeated the Ebony Warrior. I and my drunken stupor told the story a few months back. I guess I a month ago. I don't recall this at all. Of course you don't. Okay. Um, so I didn't have much to do. So I started just killing people. And one of the people I decided to kill was Anman from the College of Winterhold, who I had made my house Carl. Oh, okay. So I killed him, yeah. and I, I was careful for my kids not to see it. So they were in the other room, and I killed them. And as soon as I killed him... In your own house? In my own house, okay. yeah, but, but the kids were upstairs. Oh, did They oh. run downstairs, and they go over his dead body, and they start dancing and clapping. <laughs> like They're very excited Are you, that this wait, man is really? dead. Really? Yep. That's like what they do for the... Um... Who's the of the kind. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're dancing and clapping. And I said, well, this is about the craziest visual I'm going to get in this whole game. So I'm done with it. Whoa, you're done. I'm done you're with Skyrim. It. It's over. Okay, well. All right, guys. That's all we have. Yeah. I, I beat the game. So that's all that we wraps have. up episode. Just kidding. <laughs> oh! I've moved on. And by moving on, I mean moving to the past. The past. And I've started playing Elder Scrolls Four. Oblivion. Whoa. That's right. I decided that playing this game would give me some perspective. In life. In, in not only life, but for this podcast and for the next playthrough of, of Skyrim that I do. Um, it'll give me some, some context for certain books and certain events that have taken place in the past so I can just talk about them better. And I think that you guys, over the course of this episode are going to see that play out a little bit. Well, I'm excited. I'm very eager about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked an orc again. I named it Shooter again. I like to think that he's an ancestor of my Skyrim character. With the same name. With the same name. Same characteristics. Same, same characteristics. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a restoration-based uh, battle mage. What is the t- typical lifespan of an orc in mm. the Elder Scrolls universe? That's a great question, actually. Uh, I guess 81 levels, probably. You <laughs> Le- mean years? Levels. Okay. Yeah, levels. Levels. Um, so when I started playing, the first thing I did was, all right, I got to check out the Shivering Isles. So I immediately went to the portal. Oh, wow. Straight there. Straight there. And I talked to Sheragorath and, or Sheragorath and got a little lost, was very confused at first, couldn't figure out how to level up. Turns out I have to sleep to level up. Something I didn't know at all. Oh, oh yeah. That's really, that's really odd. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different elements. Um... Blocking is much more important 
in Oblivion, like I talked about earlier. Shield boy. Yeah, I've I've never used a shield in Skyrim, but I'm, I find myself using a shield all the time. Sword and board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Much more, and um, you can still use magic even though you have a weapon in both of your hands. Oh, really? Which is something really interesting, and it's different just from shoots, Skyrim. Just shoots out of the the sword, the hilt, or. Your hand? I, guess, I think your hand. I don't know. That's, that's Graphics aren't really good enough to tell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I became the grand champion of the arena. Oh, wow. Congratulations. The people of Cyrodiil. Welcome. I don't know what this is. To the arena. You gotta play Oblivion. You need I, some I, perspective. I do. I do need to learn my, my history. You have some Umbra, then? Um, Umbra? I'm sorry, what was that? Umbra? No. I don't think so. Scratch that. You, what you, is that? It's a Pokemon. Umbreon. <laughs> it's a, a, I believe, a weapons class like a glass, steel, so on and so forth. Umber or oh. Umbra. Oh, okay. I oh, haven't like seen am- any oh, of that. Like amber? No. Oh, pretty hard. No, it's a U. Yeah, Umbra. Umbra. Um, you'll tell us when you find out. I will. I will. You'll be. You guys will be the first ones to know. And what I once I became the grand champion of the arena. I of course met the adoring fan. One of the most hated uh, characters. Is that his official name? The Adoring Fan? The little Ador- elf-looking dude. Yup, exactly. Oh, the, the guy with the memes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the yellow hair. Oh, yeah. Okay. looks like Jimmy Neutron. That makes a lot of sense. I don't find him as annoying as everyone else does. Well, you feed off attention. I do. I really do. I, he reminds me of some people in real life. Dorian. But, you know, besides all that. Bless you. The Dwayne guy you. sounds really cool. <laughs> Speaking of really cool, I came up with a really cool segment a few months ago that everyone really likes and it always goes really well. Now, memory should me correctly, you kind of like hustled through it a little bit. I didn't really get the idea behind it. Um, I don't know if there's an idea behind it per ah, se. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think it's just something that we're doing. What are we doing? This, of course, is our NPC conversation segment. Hmm. Today, we will be doing everyone's least favorite Skyrim character. Nazim. Ah, boy. What is Nazim famous for saying? Do you the cloud district very often? Oh, what am I saying? Of course you don't. Oh, that's spot on, spot on. So our scene, Nazim will be talking to the meat salesman. Now, Lee, do you want to play the part of Nazim or the meat salesman? That should be an official title. Well, of course I want to be the meat salesman. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't every little boy want to be a meat salesman when they grow up? <laughs> <clears throat> so I will start as Nazim. Do you have anything even remotely fresh? I can assure you it's all fresh. I hunt the game myself every day. Hmm, as you say. Maybe you'd like to try the hawker or some beef. You don't prepare the meat with any of these strange elven spices, do you? Ah, uh, no, no elven spices, just some salt to preserve it. You're not afraid of salt, are you? I'm not afraid of anything. I simply prefer quality merchandise. No, no, this meat won't do it all. Too much fat, and it smells wrong. Suit yourself, then. The woods are that way. Outside the walls, walk straight ahead, can't miss them. Good luck on your hunt. Good day. That was good. That was good. That's me walking away. Oh, I'm sorry. Do one more time. There we go. That went better than the last one. Well, yeah, we're not super intoxicated this time. I don't know what you're referring to. So this kind of really encompasses the general douchiness of Nazim. To harass this poor person just trying to sell meat and make him look bad in front of the rest of White Run. What is Nazim's occupation again? Do we know what he does? He's he's an advisor for the Yarl, I believe. That that can mean anything. He's some dude who stands in the corner. You know what I mean? 
Nazim. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of him. Not a fan of him. <laughs> I still never killed him in my playthrough, though, believe it or not. I have not killed him yet. I'm kind of considering if I want to. Stetson, your thoughts on Nazim? No. <laughs> that sums it up. That That's all we needed to hear. <laughs> You're out of control, Stetson. <laughs> you are an evil, evil man. But not quite as evil as the Daedra. Whoa. Daedra. Yeah. Daedra, it's honestly one of the best parts of Elder Scrolls are the lore associated with the Daedra. It's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. The exact word that I was going to use. How, uh, how much they influence mortals in their existence. How much impact they have. How I find it fascinating that the more they get worshipped, the stronger they become. I don't know if you guys know that, but... Um, I was not aware of that until this moment, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's part of the reason of the Oblivion Crisis, and we'll, I'll probably cover this a little bit later, but the reason Mehrun's Dagon is able to invade Tamriel and open up all those Oblivion portals is because of how hard the Mythic Dawn is worshipping him. Um, the Mythic Dawn. The Mythic Dawn. Mm. So, and and that's one, another great thing that I, from playing Oblivion, I have a whole new perspective on that Mythic Dawn museum quest that I had no idea about before. This episode is sponsored by The Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Find no. your cod for ten bucks on Amazon today. Yeah, Todd. Todd put some money in my pocket for it. So, that makes me ask, Stetson. Yo. Who's your favorite Daedra? I'd say if I had to choose one. I would go with Nocturne. Nocturnal? Nocturnal. Nocturnal, yeah. Nocturnal. We, we, we call her Nocturne. Oh, oh you guys are close. Close, close, close pals of hers. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's a libertarian Daedric Lord. She's kind of like, yo, do you. Uh, just don't um, hurt anybody. Unless you have to. Like, whatever. Just don't hurt me. This Tony do yours, your own. Yeah, this Tony yours is very familiar. Like, you know her, like, like very well. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating that she's not a Daedric princess, that she's a Daedric prince still, that everyone across the board's a prince. Yeah, it's a title. Yeah. It's just a, just a generic title. I right. Guess. Yeah, or not a generic, but like a certain title. Yeah. Which is cool. So, Nocturnal. I think so. It's because you like the Thieves Guild, or you like her Nightingale's. as a, a Daedra? No, like I said, she's kind of just a libertarian Daedric lord, Daedric prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very passive. Very passive. Just she's hang, like, just whatever, hey, you found me. Cool. She just goes, Whatever. Well, here's my key. Yeah. Bring it back. But what do we have here? There you go. No, I do. I do also really like all the thieves guild stuff. Um, that's part of it. I think she's a very well designed Daedric lord. Uh, also, the uh, prince, whatever we're calling her. Um, also, the sense that your interactions with her are vastly different from most of the others. Um, it's just kind of like happenstance. You both kind of happen to be in the same place at the same time. So whatever. Yeah, I was going to actually say that, that her behavior is a lot different from any other Daedra that you encounter no across voices, the board. No voices in your head, no one like saying, kill this person. Yeah, very passive. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dorian? So, um, I'm going to say his name wrong, I apologize. You mentioned him earlier. I have the pronunciation right there. May runes Dagon. Yeah, there you go. He, um, so he... <laughs> yeah, I like, he really like that. I know, <laughs> I can tell. He I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce words. <laughs> Lee. Hooked on phonics. Work for me. <laughs> Mayor is Dagon. Yeah, I like him a lot because he really embodies the concept of a demon lord. His spheres of influence are destruction, ambition, chaos, and revolution. He's that quintessential demon on your shoulder saying, do this. It feels good. Do this. Also, his weapon, Mayor's Dagon Razor, is one of my favorite weapons of all time in the game. Just because of the way it looks, its effect... 
It's really yeah. fast. It's really I recently fast. gave that to my follower. How, have you noticed any difference? Like anything? I just recently gave it to my follower. Like He gave it to his follower. Well, I mean, like, you've seen him use it yet, so I was asking. Like, he gave it to his follower. Okay, anyway, moving past this. Yeah, maybe and Dagon, I would definitely um, say, also, Sanguine. Sanguine, am I saying it right? Sanguine. Sanguine. I yeah. also like him, too, because he's the opposite of, May- of Mayroon's Dagon, because he just wants to hang out with mortals. And get lit he, he and get, have a good, get good lit time. Hold on. Get lit and have Point a good time. Point of order. Uh-oh. Here we go. Contention. Who is your favorite Ooh. Daedric All friend? right. See, I, uh, I would say Mayroon's Dagon. I'll go with him. Well, if you like him, you should really play Oblivion and get again, some perspective. Again, go on Amazon.com and just type in Oblivion. <laughs> see what you come up with. <laughs> he, um, Ten bucks, guys. He's tried to, not just that one time, but three different times, tried to invade Nern. I was, re- I was reading about that a little bit. Um, I was doing some research for the episode. Did so. ESO Online have anything to do with him? Because weren't there uh, something similar to Oblivion Gates in that game? Um, that was from Molek Bal. Oh, Molek oh, Bal okay, yeah. put okay. his anchors down. Gotcha. anchors, which I think ended up being literal anchors. Yeah, that seven, you had to knock out and and go back. I mean, I only played the game for seven minutes before turning it off. So, <laughs> um, how about you, Killian? And that you say Molek Bow, and he was. You said it. I, I said it. I, I'll say it too. You brought him up, Molek Bow. Molek Bow. Molek Bow. And I thought about him because I'm a big fan of the Mace of Molag Bow. It's my favorite weapon in the game. Amazing it's Sunny's weapon. favorite weapon in the game. It's Sunny Deed's favorite weapon in the game. We all love it. But he's just some of his actions, like the way he created vampires, which I don't want to get into on the podcast because it's it's not a good I can, subject. I can test this because Killian told me what he found out, and um, it's not it's not pretty. Yeah, well, making vampires as cool as awful and useless and stupid as vampires are. Just leave just just leave it cool. <laughs> um, it's it's just unacceptable behavior, not something. That I can support, even in a fictional sense. So my favorite, since you already said, you already brought up Shira Gorath. No, I don't think anyone's brought up Shira Gorath. I definitely said his name earlier. You said his name earlier. Oh, did you say his name earlier? I, I know said that. his name earlier. Oh, talking about... You said it. You brought I did him not up say it. Again, you know Let's who you rewind are. the tape. Anyway. Anyway, um, Shira Gorath is probably my number one. Ah, yes. Because... The way he's portrayed is... Is that how you guys think a tape sounds? Rewinding a tape is more like... No, it's... Wow! We've lost all of our fans. We really have. We thought the drunk episode was bad. No, we have have, have some couple fans. Todd Smith. Todd Smith. Todd Todd Smithing. Old Todd Smith. Um, I'm sorry, please continue. <laughs> I have so rudely interrupted you. I'm not Shira, the way Shira, Shira Gorath is portrayed in Oblivion and the way he's portrayed in Skyrim is a perfect um, depiction of the differences between the game. In Oblivion, he's a very layered character and he says funny things and he's got a personality and, and just very, very flushed out. In Skyrim, he got you got a couple conversations you can mm-hmm. have with him. He makes a couple cool references to uh, uh, Martin Septim turning into a dragon. Spoilers alert for Oblivion. Oh. But references to the other games, which is cool, but he's not nearly as flushed out as he is in Oblivion. And my good friend and I, uh, Everett Cross, the other day, I'm sure he'll be on a guest, he'll be on the podcast eventually. He will. Uh, him and I were talking about how this portrayal of Shira Gorath is the perfect metaphor for the difference between Oblivion and Skyrim. Where Skyrim's fun to play, it's just not as deep and not as flushed out as Oblivion that's, is. That's what I've heard about 
about the difference between the two games, like you're saying. I heard about that. Yeah, and I think Shira Gorath, the way he's portrayed, is, is a wonderful metaphor for this. So he's probably my favorite. Plus, the cheese shtick is hilarious. The references to the other games in Skyrim are great and fun to hear. And, of course... The Wabbajack is mm, an incredibly fun weapon, of course. Amazing. And if not him, Clavicus Vile, I always got a good kick out of. Yeah, he's good, too. He's good, he's good for a laugh. Yeah. 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 Speaking of get a kick, um, did you get a little kickback from our sponsor for this episode? Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, hey, look. I don't know. Well, so the thing is... There's a lot of time between episodes when we release them, and I know that might be an issue for some people because what are you supposed to do in all that time? Just sit there. Well, I can't recommend enough the book that's coming out from Klimek of Iverstead titled 7,000 Steps, Life's Dangerous Roads. See, Klimek is an enterprising individual. He's built a fishing business for himself, he's got employees, but he's better, more well-known for his delivery business. In fact, he runs the only delivery business willing to make the climb to High Hrothgar. So, inspired by the shrines along the way, he's written this book as a series of meditations. 7,000 meditations about love, life, and deliveries. That's a lot of meditations. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I've, I got an advanced copy of this to read. It is just... I haven't finished it yet. But it's, it's been beautiful so far. Like I said, 7,000 meditations. It is just... You'll find wisdom on the art of delegation, fending off snow yetis, just so much more. It's really just like a handbook for life. Um... I recommend this. You can pick it up. It's coming out. It's going to be released in all the shops, all the general stores around Skyrim real soon. Again, the title is 7,000 Steps, Life's Dangerous Roads. It's from Klimek of Iverstead. He's just written an inspiring book. I recommend everybody pick it out. Read it in between releases of this show. Now, listeners, you can't see this, but Lee's actually meditating while he's telling you this. So that means something. That's pretty deep. Yeah, I've heard this is Nern's equivalent to The Secret. Is that true? The secret. Yes. What is? Why do you say that so loudly? <laughs> yeah. The what, secret. What is? It, it truly is. You you will pick this up. I, and I'm and look, he asked us to promote it for him, and that's our obligation. He didn't ask me to say anything positive. Everything I say about it is 100% honest. This is just an inspiring read. I don't think you should go right through it all at once. You should like let the the meditation simmer and well meditate on them. To be honest. Frankly, I think you'll be picking this book up off your shelf. Keep it on a nightstand, maybe throw it in your bag. You'll be picking this up for years to come. Yeah, you should wait for that realization to come to you. Exactly. Yes, and speaking of waiting, we're going to have to do a lot of waiting before Elder Scrolls Six comes out. Oh, I totally forgot that's a thing. Oh, yeah. I'm well, just that's kidding. Because you planned the second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, even more so, we're going to have to wait even more for the mobile game Blades to come out as it's uh, been delayed again uh, until next year. Oh, man. I know. Lee, you've been really looking I've, forward to Blades. Absolutely. Nah. Yeah, I know um, another guest of ours that's going to come up on the bonus episode, Craig, who he's, I told him about Blades, and he's been very excited to have a mobile version of Elder Scrolls. So. As long as we see more images of mountains and landscape, that's all I ask for. Uh, the landscape is what gets me because I heard this really cool rumor the other day about ES6 that it might take place uh, in Akavir instead of Tamriel. And as you guys know, um, there's there's four new races in Akavir that aren't native to Tamriel. Do you guys know anything about this? The no. Akavari... The snake, the snake people. people. Yes, the snake people. There are snake people? There are. There's mm. vampiric snake people. That sounds awesome. That have enslaved the humans known as the Akavar. That's not good. Yes, yes. So it, the next Skyrim might include um, 
either you visit Akavari or the Akavari invasion, um, because there was a, I believe in Morrowind, I could be wrong about this, but a reference to once, once Tamriel plunges into civil war, the empire will be overthrown. And a lot of people think that's a reference to the Thalmor, the Thalmor, but could be the Akavari. So we'll see. Well, thank you for the update, bud. I appreciate it. Yeah, and these are all rumors. These aren't facts. It's oh, just, just okay. stuff that I've heard in different lore videos and stuff like that. Wonderful. And you know what I appreciate? What's that? What's that, bud? The next topic. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 take, I'll take this the one, The master boys. of the segue, Lee Stetson. I'll take this one, boys. Don't worry. So, listeners, as you, as you recall, um, our live episode, I was very adamant in my position in an argument against Lee Stetson. Lee has claimed that the sword Red Eagle's Bane is undead damage, you know, sets him on fire, has him running off in fear. I was adamant in saying that it was frost damage. Well, listeners, brace yourself. I was under the influence when I said this. Uh, Hold I was on. Wrong. Okay, Hold on. I'm, A proper apology I'm getting should there. not make excuses. Yeah. I, I was... Under the influence. Jeez, but Harvey Weinstein. I, I dis- okay, whoa, this is two different things. Lord. But I, so I went back, I uh, did some research, looked over some tomes, I uh, ran the numbers, and Lee is right. The Red Eagles, Sword Red Eagles Bane does do undead damage, so Lee, I apologize, you were right in this matter. So that means you were... Mistaken. Mistaken again, again. This is my favorite reoccurring segment. Not of the show. mistaken. That's a good movie from Liam Neeson. <laughs> Not a thing. Mistaken. That's the female version. Yeah. This is a one-time. Hi, I'm Miss Mistaken. <laughs> Jesus. A one-time thing for the third time now. We have shaken hands. We are good. That's that all. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Anyway, we're done. No, now we have a fantastic thing. It's our uh, episode reading. And today, we are going to wrap up The Legend of Red Eagle. Killian, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Legend of Red Eagle? Like I've said on the previous two or three episodes, this is from Lee's favorite quest, The Legend of Red Eagle, where you have to clear out a cave and get a couple weapons. Really fun stuff. You guys have heard the other podcasts, so you know what the deal is. So let's jump right into the reading. Dorian, why don't you start us out? One night, under a cloud-choked sky, the men of the Red Eagle warmed themselves over damp fires of smoldering moss. A huddled, shambling figure came to them, cloaked in rags, face cowed. Those men mocked and cast stones at the stranger. Phaelon sent something and beckoned. The cow was thrown back in the dim light, and she revealed herself to be one of the ancient and venerable and disgusting Hagravens. Hag ravens? Hag ravens. That is a matter of subjective nature. It's in it's the, in, it's the in parentheses. text does not say it's that. in parentheses. She offered power for a price and, and a pact was made. Thus was brokered to the witch his heart, his will, his humanity. From that, from that day forth, his was a spirit of vengeance, Ghost Rider. A pitless and beyond pitless and beyond remorse. Pitless. Pit Pitwolf. Pitwolf, yeah. Pit fiends. The rebels grew in strength and numbers, and none could stand against them. Phelan's eyes burned coldly in those days, black opals reflecting a mind not entirely his own. Two years passed, and the foreigners were all but driven out from the reach. Such peace could not last, however, and a great host fell upon them, a swift army of invaders unlike any before. For a fortnight, Hestra's generals laid siege to Red Eagle's stronghold, 
till he himself came forth to battle, alone, and cloaked in nothing but his righteous fury. Elder Scrolls Fortnite crossover confirmed. A thousand foreigners fell before his flaming sword, and the enemy was routed. Yet night fell, so too did he. The warriors who came to him said Phalon's eyes were clear again on that final night. He was taken to the place prepared for him, a tomb hidden within the rock. With his strength, he persisted his sword, uh, presented his sword to his people and swore an oath. Fight on, and when at last the reach is free, his blade should be returned, that he might rise and lead them again. Thus was given for his people, his life, his dream, his sword. But when every debt is repaid in his blood, these he shall reclaim once more. And that was The Legend of Red Eagle. Man, I feel like we've been on that for months. It's, it's quite a story. It really shows you a little bit about the, for, the Force One. Yeah, well, those were a lot of serious topics. Yeah, we want something so, fun. We want something fun, so next next month... Whoa! We're going to be reading a little something spicy. Oh my. Everybody knows the lusty Argonian maid. We read it on the previous episodes. My great, great accent. Something like that. Sure. But... Very few people know the parody of the Lusty Argonian Maid. What's that? The Sultry Argonian Bard. Oh, this sounds very, very spicy. Yes, this is a book that, uh, um, it's very rare to find, but it is available in Skyrim. I believe it's part of the DLCs. Oh, yes. So we're going to be checking that out next month. I cannot wait. Yeah, real sexy stuff. Awesome. I think that about wraps up episode 7. I think you wanted to uh, say a little announcement real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as you guys know, you can join our Facebook group, ATTK, never should have come here. Type in ATTK, and it'll be the first thing you see. Don't let it autocorrect you to attack, because it's not attack. Keelan and I found out it was like attack, or it was like attack before you come here. Don't don't what? be. Remember that was what the search result we found. I, I don't recall any of that. All right. But once we get 100 members in that group, we're about we're about 80 something right now. 83, I think. We are going to harass Lee until he drops another bonus episode. Oh. And, oh my. And, and if that doesn't work, we'll give you guys his email address. We're I not don't give his email address. I don't think you'll hit it. I don't think you'll hit 100. You hear that, listeners? He doesn't believe in you. You can't. We believe in you. Our fans don't have friends. They won't won't get anyone to join. Whoa, you guys have tons of friends. I believe, uh, you have friends. Show him he's wrong. Join ATTK. Never should have come here. Just look up ATTK. It'll be the first thing that pops up. And don't forget, you can follow Aerosini on Twitter, at Dovacast, for show updates, musings, etc. Where can they follow you on social media? Oh, man. They can find me on Facebook at Dorian Mitchell, on Twitter at DorianM48, and on Instagram at DorianM48. How about you, Stetson? Find me on Twitter at Stetson3. That's it. S-E-T-S-T-O-N-T-H-E-R-E-E. <laughs> Good job. Stetson3. Good job. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. <laughs> the notes of the show. You can find me on Facebook, Killian McMurphy, Instagram at Killian McMurphy, at the shooter KM on Twitter. And as always, don't forget, forget to like, like, share, and subscribe, my dudes.